Today is another day among all of the holiday days, and we've got a fun grab bag of an episode for you today. So let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. We hope you're doing well. We hope you're having fantastic days. And we've got a grab bag episode for you. We did the winter meetings. We rolled out the Marley interview in full. We rolled out the K interview in full because there's a lot of Yankees talk. We did a lot of Yankees talk with the other guys, a lot of DJ talk, a lot of other talk. And we're like, you know what? Let's just mix all that together. Little little compilation Yankees talk. Hoodie Glaber helped putting this together. So shout out to him. And, I mean, who do we got on here? We got Casas. Rosenthal, Buster, Passin, did Passin, we talk any Yankees maybe. with him? Or Passin, he just some made Eno, just made Duquette, fun of me the maybe. whole time. Eno, Eno, yeah, Duquette, maybe Eno foolish Saris. baseball. Hopefully not. Ow. Ow. Might not be any of them in there. Might not. We'll see. So there's a whole bunch. So enjoy it. Here you go. To the interviews we go. Do 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 do. Baseball. Most well-known well from the GM files. Most well-known from the GM files. Jim Duquette, when when winter when winter meetings was happening and you were a GM, like what's what's your day-to-day that week? Um, it, is it text messages, emails, phone calls? Like what's the first yeah. line of communication with another team? Is it GM to GM or is it your assistant or someone in your department to someone in their department? Like, like nitty-gritty, like how, what's yep. the very first step of a trade? So, so really the, the main, uh, you're having those conversations before you get to the winter meetings and then you're following up to, you know, cause you're not going to have, you're not going to fit or match with all 29 teams. It might be five or six. And so, you know, it's and at the winter meetings, it's a combination of, of teams. And usually I was pretty active and wanted to have those, that dialogue myself, usually the assistant or somebody in your department would call, you know, let's set up a meeting and you'd have these face to face to face meetings at the at the winter meetings. And, you know, part of the trick when the media was there was being able to go from uh, floor to floor move without having to go through the lobby. If you could yeah. ever figure that out so you didn't get caught by the media that you were, that was you're trying to you're looking for the hotel map to figure out. That was the biggest challenge sometimes, <laughs> especially like in Nashville. Like we're, we don't every every section of Nashville the hotel there looks the same. So, so you're trying to figure out like, where the hell am I, you know? And, and so I think that, but that would be part of it was the conversations usually texting first. Um, and, and then, you know, there'd be that in person because I still felt like in person, if you could take advantage of that more often than not, because there were very few times that we're ever together in the same building um, that I, I felt like was, um, a better way to do deals. Now, when I first started out, the first GM that I worked for, Frank Cashin, said that you could tell uh, the 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 number of deals that might happen by the the size of the the bar in the suite. So <laughs> you should have you know the you know the a lot of drinking going on. Okay, you're going to do some deals during the winter meetings. Now you know right around my period of time, we we changed over to bottled water and 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 diet diet soda. 
in coffee. <laughs> we we too much liability on the uh, on the alcohol side, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, there's probably some really bad deals that went down over a few too many scotches. <laughs> Let me tell you, Trevor. You know there are a lot of deals that went down. The next morning, you're like, uh, "I need to undo that deal." Like <laughs> there, there are some. I know Kevin Towers and I believe Brian Cashman did a deal that way, where they're like, "Okay, let's let's talk again the next morning," and then like, "No, no, no, no. I didn't mean to talk. I did not mean to trade my best player." For you know, two of your prospects. No, we're gonna undo that. You were Gosh. talking about that, Anderson. I thought you meant this, Anderson. So, <laughs> right, right. I I have one last last question. Okay, the last last question. Sure. What's uh, <laughs> if you you got the pick of the litter? You're me playing my video game alone yes. at night. Me and the dog. Um, you you get to pick your team. <laughs> I I mean, and it it could be how about their current state of the team and. You get either, you know, are, are you looking at minor league? Are you looking at budget? I, I'm sure it's a combination. But I guess if you could jump in any any chair right now, which one would you want? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, by the way, that felt real. Oh. Uh, playing the video game uh, alone with the dog. I don't was, know if that's uh, true or not, but that's oddly real. <laughs> Oddly real. The, the, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's hard to say that, that it, you know, you don't want to want to be the GM of the Dodgers. That's the most iconic uh, franchise. You know, their system uh, isn't as strong as it used to be, but man, they're doing some really good things, even in player development. Uh, they're ahead of the curve and so many things uh, uh, on an analytic front too. So I would, I would probably pick, uh, the Dodgers for for the and and the the level of resources that they that they have just seem like you know even more than what the Yankees have. So I, you know it's for me it's either Dodgers or Yankees. I'd probably pick the Dodgers. I thought those would be the options. That's a good you pick. Want to go to That's a good pick. All right, hey, those thank, are pretty good. Thank you very much for sitting down and hanging okay, out with us for a little bit. Check Appreciate out GM it. Files. everyone. Check out GM Files. Baseball. Okay. Are joined by hello. Wow, Uncle Passon. Passing. Breaking news. Passing. It's pretty there's, good. There's one area that, Je- that Jeff and I are going to become friends over. Okay. Like, baseball? One thing we have in common, Start it's not baseball. baseball. Okay. <laughs> it's, our, it's, our, it's our disdain for Jake Storiali. Like, okay. We're going to get by just on our mutual hate for Jake. It's great. No, I don't have disdain for Jake. Uh, you kind of do. You have the same hate that I have. You hate him like a younger brother who kind of like, like pisses you off. It's all the like time. you know. No, oh, hold on, no, no, no. We have, we have to like. I asked you guys to have one thing before this, and that was a video clip of Jake being a moron at the winter meetings last year. Do we have that queued up? We can get that queued up. I I sent that to producer Big Baby David. Um, and again, morons getting thrown around really loosely. Mm. Um, no, no, that that fits. Ad like that is marketing. very, very appropriate here. <laughs> and I, I did not. You gave me a stern talking Jake. to. Yeah, uh, I did. Yes. Or I think I did on behalf of my producer, well, Charlie yeah. Moynihan, who would have beat the shit out of you. I don't and doubt wanted that to. for a second. Like really wanted to. And there were passerbys walking by all winter meetings. I don't know why I walk by with da- a little hop and da- a little pep in my were step. You dancing, and I'm a bad guy. Were you dancing shirtless with a bottle of wine in your no. hands? No, no. Yes, we, we <laughs> dancing shirted, dancing shirted with a bottle of wine. I Hold mean, on. it was like this. I'm gonna do okay. the. I'm gonna do Let's the Jake Story Alley walk by. We'll see you act it out first. Okay. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Okay, we have it up on the screen now. I don't. I don't know if you can see that. It's partially blocking my face, which is fine. 
I do nothing wrong. I'm walking. I'm an excited little boy whose favorite baseball team just signed a good player. I don't think. Before he did that, he said, watch this. I'm going to go piss off Jeff. Yes, that's exactly right. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I think if. Hey, is this is this actually changed for you? We had Kay on, and I know you just went on Kay's show and talking about winter meetings. Like, you know, for for media, we're really just reacting. You're actually out there trying to figure out what's going on and let the public know and get scoops and stuff. And I'm guessing everyone in one place makes it easier. So for some people, it's like, well, it's the same shit anyway. But for you, is this actually much more difficult or no? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. It's it, it like at the winter meetings, nobody of... <laughs> I mean, I hate to say this because you guys are in the lobby all day. Nobody of substance or consequence goes into the lobby. <laughs> we just, just a bunch. That's also what Duquette du- <laughs> just told us. He's like, oh, I told you, hey, Jake. Oh, Jakey, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. We were I'm lobby sorry. rats. We were lobby rats. Oh, Still you think? Yeah. Still well, up. You guys, were, you guys were walking around with your shirts ambushing people, just giving them away. Roosevelt. Like, Shout out you, Roosevelt. 20% you, off. I was going to say, I just did that intentionally so you could, like, give your people a shout out. Um, no, you guys were like, yeah. you guys were like job seekers, except you had a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's a really good way to put it. It's kind of the plan. Yeah. If we're being honest. Duquette told us that all the GMs, like, find the, the hallways and elevators that are, like, behind the scenes so you don't walk through the lobby. Yeah. Which is true. But it is funny. When Cashman signed Cole last year, where was he? Ten minutes later, strutting yes. his ass through the lobby, taking pictures with me and Jake, hugging Whatever. us and stuff. Like, yeah. it's, that's like where they show face when they're happy at the end. Yeah, that's no, that's where you do your victory lap. No question about it. And and here's the thing: like, it used to be, it used to be they they would make their faces a little more present in the lobby, especially like late at night. You know, the the best lobby GM that there was rest his soul, God bless him forever, was Kevin Towers. Kevin Towers would stay out. He would drink with writers. When Dave Shinen was doing his piano thing at night, he would be there with him. Uh, Cashman one night, actually. This is, this is maybe my favorite winter meeting story uh, that has never been told. And I can't tell the, like, the full gory details, but Dave Shinen, who is the extraordinarily talented baseball writer at the Washington Post actually should be a professional musician because he's he's as good if not better at that and he plays the piano you know no sheet music nothing like that just by sound he knows what to do and he takes requests and uh right after Jason Giambi uh had missed like it was almost the full season with a pituitary tumor right Mm -hmm. um somebody sees Cashman and requests that Shinen plays Stand By Your Man. <laughs> and Shinen played Stand By Your Man for Brian Cashman with Jason Giambi lyrics. And Cashman was so appreciative of that, he reached into his pocket, took out some cash, and left him a tip in his empty bourbon glass. Lindor. Where's, Taylor, the, where's the Lindor going? Uh, Toronto or New York. Tough, Yan- tough Yankees? Say, oh, no, he's not going to the Yankees. God no. damn it, Jeff. <laughs> I was like, what? I love that you dropped that on them. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, I, I, you think that was an accident? Come on, no guys. Come I don't on. want him I don't want him in Toronto for a long time. Baseball. <laughs> we got Bailey. Uh, you probably know him as Foolish Baseball. 
YouTube account. This was brought to you by Roosevelt's. Uh, well, tell us what you know about where Lindor's going. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, because me, I'm in the know. I'm yes, get, yes. catching up with all the hot goss, guys. And I think he is going to end up with the New York Yankees either way. I just don't know if it's this season. Well, that's why we had you on. We just had Jet passing on, Jeff's uh, alter ego, Jet. Um, and he said no chance. He said no chance. Well, you know what? We're just going to the Yankees. I know a lot more than he does. I'm yeah. a big insider. He's just this guy who's running his mouth on the internet. So we'll see what happens. Baseball. We're joined there. by one of the kings, Buster Olney. Slippery but slope. I do one more question. I'll keep it a yes or no so we can get you, we can let you go. You, you okay. scared me a lot with the Blue Jays talk, so I need a yes here, but you can be honest. DJ LeMahieu returning to the Yankees, yes or no? My guess is yes. Okay, thank you very much. Perfect. We'll end Perfect it there. Ending. That's amazing. Thank you very much, Buster. We appreciate this. The best. Okay, guys. Great to talk with you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Baseball. All right, this interview is brought to you by Roosevelt. We've got Ken Rosenthal here. Just tell me DJ will return to the Yankees so we can end on a happy note. I can't guarantee things. Jimmy. Okay. Can't. All right. But you, but, but, I, but a yes. I would guess that he would. All right. Okay. There we How can you bet against it? I mean, you have <laughs> to think go. that's going to happen. All right. Awesome. But Thank you. Have to pay. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll pay up. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate Thanks, it. Guys. Baseball. Eno Saris literally brought to us by Roosevelt. Yes. That? Let's get him <laughs> in the big screen. There he is. Next job. Arenado. Arenado, Roosevelt shirt. Hey, can I ask you? Can I ask you a prediction question? Because we uh -oh. haven't talked about we've talked about DJ a lot today, what? but not about actual numbers. And I've been on record saying he's not going to get twenty five million dollars a year. I, he's not I would 100. cap him. I would cap him at twenty million dollars a year probably. And I was thinking probably four eighteen would AAV would probably be my guess. So I now, said, I said four. Him? I said four seventy today to the Yankees. Four sets. That's what I said. People jumped down my throat when I compared him to Mike. But why? No, but why? <laughs> why is a lot of people saying uh, that's crazy to the Yankees? Somebody like retweeted me and said it was crazy. Like, what's crazy about it? It's crazy too little like, money. The Yankees four seventy to the Yankees. Like, what's crazy? Yeah, about because that? when I said he's he has a similar uh, career, his career numbers are similar to Mike Mustakis. Obviously, his last three or four years are have been a little better year, better body, a little better defense. I mean, who knows how you're going to age? Everyone ages differently, and he's 32 years old now. Right now, I said 464 is the jumping point. And that's what Mike Mishnak has got. He's got to get a little bit of bump for that. So I, I mean, I'm right around your area too. Four, 470, whatever 418 is, whatever that is. And he's probably worth more to the Yankees, honestly, than to other teams because he's got that oppo stroke, you know, yeah. and he's kind of he can kind of hit it over that porch. So I, I don't like like a team like the Cardinals do you know how he's going to play in St. Louis every day he's played in Colorado and New York at home i don't i don't know i don't think the and the cardinals aren't spending money anyway so yeah i did so if there's no not a huge market for him i mean obviously the yankees know that yeah Especially that's why i don't think that's why i don't think 100 is happening and that's why i also think the yankees will get him because I don't, I don't i just don't see a team the other team that could sign him are the nationals they they have the worst non-shortstop infield in baseball. Well, that's because they, they, only, they only signed 30, 30 They just plus laid guys. everybody off. They only signed 30-plus-year-old guys that can play multiple have Kendrick, positions Estrubal. and have a, have a yeah. B-minus bat. Starting Astro. Yeah. It's perfect. So he does fit that. Well, yeah, or, or starting pitchers, right? 
I don't think I I I don't see DJ aging that poorly. They just don't have any. They don't have any money. Like a, a five-year deal for DJ. I know it sounds crazy because he's going to take him to thirty-seven, but speed isn't part of his game. Power isn't part of his game. Like he's a he's a he can he's a battler and a, he hits singles. And once you say defense, you slide him over the first for the last two years. He can pick it over there. So like, I'm not incredibly worried about. Yeah, do you want that guy as your first baseman that can't hit homers? Well, he was a first baseman for us. Daniel Murphy. He was first baseman for us in 2019. Yeah. I'm just saying. He, maybe I, maybe I, some Daniel third Murphy. base, too. Yeah, you go to third, too. Yeah. Daniel Murphy, they're the same, but Daniel Murphy carries a bunch of weird around with him. And a little weird. Uh, <laughs> Trev, your, your biggest thing in that argument that you had going for you was – uh, the age thing, because I think LeMahieu hits this free agency, and I think he's two years older than Moose was when he hit free agency. So, you know, when you start playing with those later years, it gets a little bit scary. Performance-wise, you were comparing their careers, which on paper do look pretty similar, but LeMahieu being a top-five MVP the past two seasons. Uh, Platform seasons, 100%. Mul- multiplied by crazy Yankee fans, and that's what both of you ran into. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if the Nationals have any money, then maybe there's a bidding war. But the Nationals just laid off like everybody. So, all look if DJ's agents want to call me, I will just put out there. there look, there's a mystery team. Mm. <laughs> mystery <laughs> team's coming in. Yankees there's better pay up. I mean, there's like, a guy hey. for that. His name's John Heyman. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I, be I think that guy. If, I'll, if they want to pay me a little stipend, <laughs> hey, mystery That's what team happens when, when agents are your sources. Just hit up. Bo- they- just hit up Boris. <laughs> Me either. You know, I, I, we haven't talked about this all day because it doesn't pass a sniff test for me, but that reported supposed trade of James, Jamison Tyone and Josh Bell. Josh Bell to the Yankees. I mean, it doesn't make a lick of sense to me. It's kind of the exact opposite of what the Yankees need right now, an injury, another injury-prone pitcher and uh, someone that doesn't have a position in the field. Do you Do, do you think that? Is I mean, like, I guess you would have to imagine that Luke Voigt was going out. You, yeah, you, yeah, you'd have to imagine that they trade Voigt, which also it doesn't make sense to me as well. I mean, he's a good hitter, he's and a, you're not sure as much about Bell. I think I'm more sure about Voigt than I am about Bell. What, I think the one sure. thing is that maybe they're excited about getting Ty on. And the one thing that I would say is like with David Garcia and Clark Schmidt, which I, I like those guys. If you put in Ty on, you can kind of be like these three equal one rotation spot. Yeah, you know I mean, I, mean I, we like we, one very good pitcher. We had these three. We had Jameson on the show, and, and I'm not like knocking him. I'm just saying the Yankees have taken on injury prone pitchers before and recently, and gotten smacked in the face with it. And if they were to take on another, and then he was to get injured in the middle of the season, I, I think you'd have to be like, oh, I think this is an us problem. <laughs> also, like second TJ is worse than the first. I mean, yeah. the, the 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 comeback from that, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think you'd have to wait and see Tyon pitch. Maybe it's like, hey, we're interested in those guys. Maybe we'll trade for them later. We need to see yeah. Tyon pitch. I also I'm, saw I'm, Josh Bell swing and miss in a batting practice session at every single yeah, pitch. You hold that over his head, And, like, Jimmy. I can't get the visual out of my head. Like, he walked up. He swung and missed at, like, five batting practice pitches. You were, you were shocked. Didn't put yeah. one in play. It would what I would do maybe I think and then walked off and was like that's my batting practice I, I can't get that visual out of my head I was shocked I was like what that's what funny because he, he has a good strikeout rate I, I saw Keon Broxton do that but that was Keon Broxton yeah 
Well, I think the pitcher was giving him nothing, junk. and he was just like, yeah, "Fuck this!" A bad like, BP even, yeah, I'm, I'm out. But it was just shocking. I was like, "What?" If if I'm the Yankees, I am one thousand. And look, I think this guy's a good player too. But I'm one thousand percent shopping Luke Voigt. No I way. I mean, you want to sell guys at the top of their value. This guy's at the top of his value. But, but mm, that's a good point. They have no one else. Like he's what? the most consistent, cheap hitter on the team right now. But what if you sign Schwarber for seven million and trade Voigt for something better? I don't yeah, think I, I, I just Voigt's think better than Schwarber. He's a guy that you look to trade. I think it like has when, to be like Voight being part of like the Lindor trade or something. Yeah, which be, now seems like it's yeah, off the table. It would have to be two huge. Big reporters tell us Lindor's for, not going to or, the Yankees or but. for pitchers. But Voight, when healthy, there's a stretch where he's bad because he had a rusty belly button or something. I forget the injury. <laughs> and right. besides okay. that, he's been by and far the best hitting first baseman. Oh, man. He in hits the ball hard. I agree with all that. I get it, but like, dude, like winning teams, I don't teams think take advantage of of these situations are you know they can sustain that they trade the guy when he needs to be traded. I've told you guys this before. Warren Buffett says I've made a fortune selling my selling my stocks too early. Like that's what you have to do. You can't wait till he has a blow up season. But he's still cheap. And then try to trade him. I don't think his actual value will be appreciated on the market where the Yankees would get a return for how much. How old is he? 28 or 29 something like that yeah. but trev he made uh, his debut in 2018 he hasn't, he hasn't like hit 600 play appearances in the season so it's time man it's it's the sell high argument we've done this a lot on talking yanks i mean cashman uh, you know he likes to sell high and there's not a ton on the yankees right now it's like him or shella which i mean gun to your head i think you'd even say void so it's uh, I, I don't know. The Yanks are in a weird. We did this with Michael K a little bit. There's a lot of moving pieces with the young guys in the rotation and how rotations are used nowadays. Coming off this season, like you're saying with Tyone, you're basically making a three, <laughs> a three man rotation into one person with Davey and Clark. They, they right now Davey and Clark are in the rotation, and I think they one of the things they need to do this off season is maybe push them out. Yeah, I yeah, mean they, I love them. They I need, love them. They need pitching. I think they are going to try and go to the bargain bin of, of veterans and, and bring in a Kluber and, and bring in – who was the other guy that we had? Um, Garrett like? Richards uh, and bring in these guys on short deals. Because like, if they do get hurt, then then you bring in Davey. You know? I wouldn't – I mean, I Felix uh, Hernandez might get a spring training invite. Like, I think the Yankees are going to try and do a lot of grab bag with their rotation uh, like that unless they do make – a trade or they sign Odo or Tanaka, but I don't really see that. Yeah, happening. I get, I get one of, I, I see them getting one pitcher. That's like a little bit better. Like Sagan or I, I see Tanaka coming back. Why not? But yeah. So if they get Tanaka, I still think they're going to go try and get that. You know, yeah. Then, then a couple more grab bag. Then you start with Davey and Clark and the minors. Yeah. And then the first person who gets hurt, Davey comes up. Yeah. I, I think like that's that. the, the plan. That's the dream. It's not an amazing <laughs> rotation by any yeah. means, but you need Severino to come back and you need Herman to come back and, and you need them to be, Closer to top tier. Because if I remind people, top tier Severino is a true ace. And Herman at his best was really, really good. Now, I doubt you're going to get those guys at their best. But if they were to do that. If, would... if Herman comes back as less than best, then he would be an awesome reliever. And he'd be yeah. the perfect sure. put him into the bullpen come postseason time. And they missed out on that in 2019 because he turned out to be a bad guy off the field. Right. Oh, awesome. Oh, we have breaking news? Passing Not up. really breaking news, just a Brian Cashman quote about Glaber's defense. That, okay. Uh, 
He's more than capable of playing short, but I acknowledge he's a better second baseman than a shortstop. Okay. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna move. You know what that means? You know what that means? That means that's a shot at DJ. That's that. Why would Cashman come at that quote? Other than oh, that's to poke. Yeah, the we're D- not giving you a hundred million dollars, yeah. DJ. We'll slide DJ. We'll slide Glaber over, and we'll find and we'll a shortstop. Didi for a year and five million, or yeah, 10 million or or or, or, oh. or Simmons for a year. That's yeah. Cashman doesn't speak unless there's a purpose behind it. Because why would he mm-hmm. say that? There's no reason. The report this yeah. morning also Bob Clappish reported. I finally found the original source. Okay, uh, Yankees initial offer to DJ was four for sixty-eight. Oh, then, it was tied. It was. Oh my God, four for sixty-eight. Yeah. Oh, well, so I was trying means... to I was trying to say that earlier because you guys were like, "Oh, you had the that's number. hilarious." And DJ countered with five for one twenty-five. So okay, and the quote was ask. tied. What was tied to the offer? Uh, no, no, d- different. Two reports. two separate reports. Oh, okay, Cashman okay. had this quote about Glaber just now. So wait, and four a report this morning. Four six okay. four sixty-eight five one twenty-five. Those were both of their initial offers. They land at four eighty-five. Three four eighty. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to get twenty million a year. I just don't see it. I just do not see it. It's been really good, Trev. Yeah. I know. It's also recency bias. You guys are really enthralled with what he's done the last but couple. That's of how years. you give out contracts. You, you need another team. You yes. need another team who, who's going to bid him up. You used to give con- teams used to reward guys for that. They do not give out contracts. For what you've done anymore, they try to project and give you contracts based but I, on then that. Why, then, why is, then why is Simeon going to get a one-year contract and DJ is going to get a four-year contract? Because, because Simeon's he, defense is rated really badly, and he's old, and his he's never he had one year with a league average bat. DJ, I mean, he's good. Those guys are different players, but DJ. Versus, yeah, I think Eno mentioned it also. Uh, you know, the Yankees need him. More, he's worth more to the Yankees than he is 29 other teams. Sure. So, like, maybe they'll overpay. I don't know. I'm just thinking in my mind, he's, I think that's right around what he'll get 470, 474, something like that, which is a lot of money, man. He earned it. I think it'll be higher. I think the Yankees are going to have to swallow a little bit of pride because they need him and he's been really good. Unless they get, like, see, this is where DJ's camp gets in trouble because if they let the Yankees linger on the, Okay, we we missed out on DJ. What's the following? What's the next steps? The more time that Cashman and his crew can formulate that plan, the the more time they might start getting really excited about that plan and be like, whatever, you know, if we think we can package for Lindor or, oh, we're going to slide Glaber back to second and we're going to bring back Didi or we're going to bring in Simmons um, for one year. And the more I think Cash might start talking himself into that backup plan. That's why I think he comes out with this quote, because why else would you say that right now publicly? Yeah, it's tomorrow cool. his quote's going to be like, "Oh, I really love uh, Andrelton Simmons' defense." Well, they yeah. do. <laughs> they, they love Simmons. They've loved him. They for they really have long quotes time. about loving him already. And then and then there'll be a John Heyman quote that's like uh, <laughs> eight teams in on DJ LeMahieu. <laughs> And a mystery team. <laughs> At least three offers of a hundred million. Yeah. Dude, Heyman, I, I'm, I have too many followers now to like do this anymore because I used to just quote tweet all of this bullshit and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but he had a really, oh, he tweets a lot. He had a really good one the other day, Jake, where it's like, Let's see. what? Let's see what we got. Um, 
It's all the endings, man. Folks are convinced the Angels are determined to add a top-of-the-rotation starter. Cy Young winner Trevor Bauer is the obvious option. No, that's not it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Top trade options are Sonny and Blake. It's like, so what? Dude. <laughs> so what did we do? He I, 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 I've done a lot of reporting on Sonny. I love Sonny to death. He's just not coming back to New York, dude. No, it's not. A, it would be like, a, why would you do that? Like, if that goes, it's the same thing. Can't risk it. Why would you risk that? He can go to the Mets, but he's not going to Yankee Stadium, dude. Ooh. Like, even Sonny would try to block it, dude. It's just <laughs> not. It's not happening. Mets would be fun. Boy, that would be a fun Yankees Mets. The game. lights get just as bright over in Queens as they do. I don't in think the it's the lights. They hate their players the lights. just as much. But I mean, it, if it was Larry, he's gone, and they got. Matt Blake and basically Garrett Cole's the pitcher. You're right. You're right. It's a different situation, but I just think, you know, it's a park thing. I think he'll, he'll be like, I don't like that park. Yeah. He he was good on the road. And Garrett Cole's basically the pitching coach now. (laughs) (laughs) Baseball. And now we are joined by the one and only Bob Costas. Thank you very much for joining us, Bob. We talked about uh, with Michael, about how he had he had to, he couldn't do a game. I believe he was getting throat surgery or he was recovering, and it was a doubleheader. And you stepped in, and he said, how, who, who, he made a joke about how they went and got the best to replace him instead of you know the next up and comer. But I remember that day, and it was so much fun to have you on our local broadcast for two games in a row with David Cohn and Paul O'Neill uh, replacing Kay. How, how did that come to be? Did they ask you to do it, and you just volunteered? Yeah, John Filippelli, who is the president of the Yes Network, for a long time was one of my producers at NBC. Uh, He was in the truck for the famous 1988 World Series and the Kirk Gibson home run. Uh, Vin Scully's call, obviously, is what people remember, and it was fantastic, and Jack Buck on radio. But when you look back at the way that moment was directed by Harry Coyle and produced by John Filippelli and Mike Weissman, if they were making a movie, they couldn't have done it any better, and they had to cut it in real time. So, and Flip had also been the producer when I was hosting the football show. So Flip and I were very close and he asked me if I would do it. And Smoltz and I were doing the Friday night game. So I'd already prepared for the Red Sox and the Yankees. So I just turned around and, and did the double header with, uh, with Cohn and O'Neill, and it was a lot of fun. And I was able to talk about things you can't talk about on a network broadcast, about how I grew up on Long Island, listening to Mel Allen and Red Barber and rooting for the Mickey Mantle, Whitey Ford, Yogi Berra, Yankees, and, you know, it was just a fun thing to do. Michael always talks about how there's no policing Paulie. You know, he talks when he wants to talk. He talks about what he wants to talk about. Right. Did they give you any warning? Like, hey, just let, let O'Neill run. You know, I kind of sense that from watching <laughs> it. You know, living in New York, I kind of sense that. You know, you could do a game with just Coney. And I guess you could do a game with just Paul. But Paul is the ideal third guy. Because, like you say, he comes in when he wants to. He only swings at the pitches he wants to swing at and usually hits them out of the park. Yep, yep. That He's like, uh, a lot of people say he's modern-day uh, uh, scooter up in the booth, Rizzuto, just kind of the zany color guy, which we yeah. love. Oh, snap. That was lit. And didn't we all have a great time listening to all of those interviews, Jake? Wow. What a treat. I liked this part the best. Oh, no, someone forgot to edit that. I actually thought this was my favorite part. Mm. Mm. Thank you. All right, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>